so many of us are constantly asking for a solution to all the fear we experience in life and how to overcome it so we can live a larger life and do more with the resources we have and the answer to that lies in recognizing when your ego is calling the shots there is a healthy rational fear a rational self doubt and then there's a fear and self doubt that ego creates within us Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host Krati Mehra, and in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us, so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. from sabotaging relationships to hindering personal growth our ego can have a very destructive impact on our lives in today's episode we are going to talk about how an unchecked ego can actually be the one thing keeping your fears alive and how best to manage it so you can design a life with more deliberation i am very very excited about this episode because this is knowledge that has transformed my life so much like in the past year out of all the things that i've done to improve my life to improve my business to improve uh my internal world to feel better about myself to be more focused out of all the things that i've done in that direction what i'm sharing today has been the most effective has been the most helpful thing So I'm really really hoping that I can share all of uh, my learning around this concept with you within this episode and that you can implement it and experience the same transformation that I did. And all of this started when I read Ego is the Enemy, which is this incredible book by Ryan Holiday. That book, it really changed something in me. It made me realize just how much my ego dominates my interactions, my actions, my decisions, and even how I treat myself. I started noticing this pattern in my behavior and eventually, after a lot of effort, <laughs> a lot of effort, I finally reached a point where I could tell what promptings were coming from my ego and when I was being directed by sort of uh, my better self, you know, for lack of a better term here. But before we get to that part, before we discuss how watching and staying alert to when and how your ego is driving you, let's talk about what ego is. Now, ego is a very, very vast concept. It has positive and negative aspects to it. But let's just cover the most basic definitions here, right? Just what we need to know for the benefit of this episode. According to Freud, ego is what helps mediate between id and superego. So id is that part of you that is all pleasure right it's impulsive and it's all about the immediate satisfaction of our needs while superego is our higher conscience and it always directs us to do the right thing the ego helps us find the middle ground so in more situations it's the ego that helps us make the smarter choice so maybe if we are in a bar and somebody hassles us it would tell us to turn around and punch the guy but super ego would be like forgive him walk away it's all good it's all fine ego would probably call the manager and let them know that hey there is this person who is creating uh, a ruckus please take care of the situation right so ego will always help you make the smarter choice and based on this definition ego seems to be a good thing it's what's always helping us behave appropriately it helps us maintain a good social image 
and preserve our social status. And for all of us, that's very important, right? We want to belong to a social group for protection, for survival, and also to thrive in life. I think this is a very valid definition of ego. Uh, according to the Hindu philosophy, ego is the identification of the self as a separate entity with the capacity to do all activities necessary to preserve life. But according to the Bhagavad Gita, we are one with the supreme being, God that is, and it's the material energy around us that controls and executes the biological and motor functions we perform, while the soul directs them. Taking what the definition that Freud has given us and taking the definition that is accepted in the Hindu philosophy, what it boils down to is that the concept of I am and this is mine is what constitutes ego. If you think about either of those definitions, that is what you arrive at, right? And now let's also talk about the general understanding of ego that most of us have. Whenever the term is brought up in a conversation with friends or family, we always associate ego with vanity, the sense of one's own importance. And let's also take on board Ryan Holiday's definition of it, the one he has shared in his book, Ego is the Enemy. So the definition is ego is an unhealthy belief in our own importance. So while all the philosophies and the experts in the field of psychology and psychiatry may have different definitions, they all have a very, very similar premise, right? Which is the separation of self leading to a separate identity and the need to protect and promote that identity. And it is this understanding of the self as a separate being with a reputation and a status to maintain that leads to a lot of the struggles we face in life. Now let's talk about why this episode is so important, why it's important for us to understand the concept of ego and how it drives us. Because ego often shows up disguised as strength when it is really the promptings of our insecurities and inadequacies that are, that's driving us, that's pushing us into overcompensating, sometimes hiding and sometimes doing extreme things that cost us. So while you may be doing something that makes you feel like, oh, I'm being strong, I'm standing up for myself, what you're essentially doing is pandering to your ego. For example, when you seek vindication, when you are confrontational, in a fight with a friend, ego is what sustains your anger and pushes you into saying things that you later regret. But in that moment, saying all of those things, it makes you feel like you're standing up for yourself. Or at least it's what your ego makes you believe. And in that moment, walking away feels like you're being a pushover or that you're implicitly admitting fault. But if you push your ego aside, and if you think about it for a second, in any heated argument, the only right response is to take a pause, give yourself the opportunity to cool down and then give a considered response, a response that you can be sure of so that if necessary, you can also defend that response, right? So that you don't have to feel guilty about saying what you said, about doing what you've done when things have cooled off. If I take that pause, I'll come back with a carefully thought out answer to whatever it is that my friend is saying to me. And that response will hopefully show my friend the situation from my perspective, which is the easiest way to diffuse the situation. And it is also what you really want in that situation. You want your friend to see your perspective. You don't actually want to further the fight. You want your friend to see how things are for you from where you are standing so you can begin the journey back to a place of understanding and preserve your friendship. And maybe if I take that pause with my ego on mute, I may even come back with an apology where I may actually admit my fault. 
and on a side note not come back with an apology where i begin with how i'm sorry but also here are 101 reasons how it wasn't really my fault <laughs> that is an ego prompted apology i wanted to make a note of it because it i notice this so often when people are apologizing i've also noticed it sometimes in my own behavior the apology is always followed with an excuse that actually lets me off the hook those kinds of apologies are very ego driven they your ego demands that you take the moral high ground by issuing an apology but also make sure that everyone understands that you have the moral high ground <laughs> because you didn't do anything wrong but you're such a good person and you have so much humility that you're apologizing anyways word of advice when we do that we look like idiots because everyone knows exactly what's going on so either issue a genuine apology or just wait for things to simmer down do not let your ego push you into making an ass of yourself and at the same time also insulting the other person's intelligence don't apologize like that it's it's very sad <laughs> okay so let's take another example here in an office environment ego is what forces us into quitting the job when we are denied promotion when a better response is always having a conversation with your superior where you share your expectations where you let the person know that hey this is i've been i think i've been doing a pretty good job and i was really hoping to get promoted for x y reason because i think my performance justifies that expectation and this is what i'm expecting out of my time here in your company do you think you can deliver that but having that conversation it requires a degree of humility not something the ego is comfortable with ever So again quitting the job feels like oh i'm standing up for myself i'm doing the stronger thing look at me i'm a strong bold person but what you're doing is you are giving into your ego which at the end of the day is actually not the strong response buying extremely expensive clothes or a fancy house and a fancy car when you can't afford it when maybe doing so requires you going into debt or not investing in your business or your growth and development why do we do that because through material things like clothes the size of your house a flashy car vacationing in exotic locations and documenting the travel on instagram all of these things help us establish our status and the only reason we want to do that is out of a need to boost our ego to establish a superiority over others to ins- inspire envy even all of it it makes our ego feel good it does nothing for the quality of our life it does nothing for the kind of person we are becoming with each of our actions all it does is it boosts your ego it makes your ego feel good which gives you this momentary satisfaction right it's one of the reasons why i stop posting any of my travel any of my uh, life on instagram that shares nothing of value with you know people who follow me or with people who may be watching my stories or watching my feed because during the pandemic when we couldn't travel i would see pictures of all of these people traveling and obviously india had banned travel completely so when i would see those stories i wasn't jealous of those people i was happy that those people were having a good time in their life but it did frustrate me because i love traveling and i wasn't able to do that at all i had to cancel all of my travel plans and that really bugged me So seeing those pictures it didn't make my day better it just made me feel very frustrated and I don't know about you but I would not want to post anything online that does that to someone else that ruins their day that makes them feel frustrated or sadder about the life that they have you know if I can't <laughs> contribute positively to your day if I can't be the reason why you're smiling I also don't want to be the reason why you're frowning or why you are feeling like your life's not good enough I don't ever want to be that person 
And reading that book, again, um, coming back to that point, it made me realize all of these things. And I just, now anytime I am uh, thinking about posting something, I ask myself, is this about my ego or is this going to add some value to the person reading this? And the answers were easy enough, you know, in that moment. And I always know whether I want to proceed or not. And the same goes for everything else I do. Another way that the ego shows up is in the form of fear and self-doubt, which in turn holds us back from seizing opportunities that could move us forward in life. For example, if I get invited to speak on stage at a prestigious event, the only rational response to that is excitement. Because an opportunity like that can really boost my career. But what happens in reality is I come up with different excuses why I don't need to do that. Oh, I already have a YouTube channel. It's enough to showcase my knowledge. The event may not have the right kind of audience for my content. Or maybe I'll find something in my personal life that may make it too hard for me to actually be available for that event, etc, etc. So when really the reason I would be saying no is because I'm afraid to fail and embarrass myself in front of a crowd. The very idea of it threatens my ego. We talked about how ego is all about preservation of your social image, your social status. The ego, it wants to protect our sense of identity. And this can lead to the avoidance of all unfamiliar situations and a resistance to change, which can prevent us from taking risks and exploring new opportunities. Seizing that opportunity that invite to speak on that stage in, at that prestigious event, if I fail, would mean that people might laugh at me. It may hurt my self-image. It may also hurt my social image. And the ego wouldn't want that. But on the other side of it, if I show up and if I do well, it may mean wonderful things for my career. But the ego would not consider that. Because according to the ego, the risk is too great. And also for the ego, if your current life is good and you have the respect of your peers, may also, the ego that is, may also create a sense of superiority or entitlement that makes us believe that we are already successful and do not need to take risks or explore new opportunities. This can also create reluctance to step outside of our comfort zone. We may fear that taking risks or trying something new may lead to failure, which may take away the sense of superiority we love so much and change how others view us. I mentioned that sometimes ego appears like strength, but sometimes ego can also turn us into insecure little kids, making us forget that we have already survived a lot of life and if it comes down to it, we can take a few more falls. Maybe going to that event, getting up on stage and speaking at that prestigious event may lead to failure. I may fall off the stage uh, and people may laugh at me or I may forget what I was going to say and completely lose the train of my thought. But it would make my second appearance on stage a little bit easier. I will survive that failure. It would be a very, very human moment. And the people in the audience, if they're adults, with their own memories of all the failures and all the different kind of experiences that they've had, they'll probably relate to it. They'll probably share in my vulnerability. And then the next time, it will be a little bit easier for me to get on stage because in my head, it'd be like, okay, the worst has already happened. The only way to go is up. So let me get on that stage and deliver the speech. And maybe that speech, again, won't be so great. But the third time I do it, I'll be so much better at it. But for me to go on to that particular journey, would require for me to actually step out of my com comfort zone and say yes to that very first invite. So many of us are constantly asking for a solution to all the fear we experience in life and how to overcome it so we can live a larger life and do more with the resources we have. And the answer to that lies in recognizing when your ego is calling the shots. There is a healthy 
rational fear, a rational self-doubt. And then there's a fear and self-doubt that ego creates within us. When you graduate and take up your first job, there's bound to be fear because you've never had a job before. You've never had a boss, real responsibilities. And now your mistakes won't just cost you, it will cost your team, your company, and there will be some very real calling to account if you make a mistake. That's rational fear. And that's normal. With training and experience, that fear will disappear. But not taking up a job, deliberately failing interviews or not showing up for the interview at all or turning down the offers you get, that's your ego getting in the way of growth and life really. Because for as long as you pander to your ego and play it safe, you'll be stuck in the same place as the same person you have always been. This is why it's very, very important that we have a clear understanding of ego and how best to manage it. Now, I have a few suggestions to help you with that. Number one thing I will recommend is that you learn to identify the voice of your ego and the difference between ego-inspired actions and those that are prompted by a need for growth and progress. To do so, check your motivations and how the action, whatever it is, impacts your life. So the one thing that has changed in my life after reading uh, the book, Ego is the Enemy, is that now I never spend money on expensive brands. Unless the product that I'm buying is superior to every other product available on the market. Uh, and that's rarely the case, right? The only reason we buy expensive shit is because of how we want to appear to other people. It has no positive impact on our lives. It doesn't move us forward or create growth of any kind. It's all about our social status and our image. So what I wanted to do is run every action and decision through this assessment. Number one, does it move me forward in any way, shape or form? As in, do I grow as a person, as a business owner, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend in any way? If I'm turning down an opportunity, then I have to check if saying no really helps me versus what does accepting that opportunity means for me? Basically, do a cost-benefit analysis. And if the benefits of accepting that opportunity of making that investment outstrip the cost or the risks involved or the damage you'll take if you fail, do it. The second assessment you have to run is, is it about me or other people? Like I shared in the previous example with expensive brands, they don't really make you happy. If anything, you can use that money and invest in yourself or use it to create experiences, happy memories. But if you're still considering all that, go ahead and buy that expensive stuff. It's all about what other people are going to think of you. That is what is driving us, right? And, it, and when we are focusing more on what people would think of us, we know that we are being driven by our ego. The third assessment here that you have to run is, who do I become if I make this choice? In a fight, when I accept my fault and I apologize, I have to say, I always feel pretty awesome because apart from the fact that the conflict has been resolved, it also makes me feel like I have grown and I finally got some maturity and I care more about my relationships than I do about my pride. But if I leave in a huff and refuse to answer calls from that person I was fighting with, that honestly makes me feel like a spoiled brat, like a child. Accepting opportunities that come my way, even if they are challenging and risky, makes me courageous and it makes me someone willing to bet on myself and do what is necessary to grow my business. But if I keep turning them down, I'm basically a coward. And that's going to show up in different areas of my life. My business will stay small, I'll always stay stuck and end up with a life that has no adventure, no color, no excitement to it. 
okay so think about that whenever you are making a decision ask yourself who do i become if i make this choice lastly and most importantly ask yourself is this consistent with my value system if you have a well thought out carefully considered value system that you have put together with your purpose your life vision your beliefs the kind of person you want to be if you have prepared the value system with all of that in mind simply check in with your value system and ask yourself if the path you are choosing is consistent with your values if yes go ahead and do it now before i share tool number 2 that can help you resist the call of your ego let me share a few lines from ryan holiday's book ego is the enemy and they go something like this what is ego it's not confidence which is properly defined as evidence of our strengths and abilities ego is something different something less earned a kind of unhealthy belief in our own importance the idea that we have unlimited strengths and no weaknesses it's the voice whispering in our ear that we are better than other people that our needs matter more that the rules don't apply to someone as exceptional as we are it's the sense that we are special and therefore need the success or that piece of recognition to prove it or rather we deserve it because well because it's the belief that everyone else is watching us that we are destined for greatness this is the point that really stuck with me because we are special we are unique our art matters and let me tell you i've had all of these ideas in my head also and all that these ideas have ever done for me is delay things they've held me back they have pushed me into perfectionism procrastination comparison ideas they've kept me scared because the very idea that when i put my art out the people who would look at that piece of art would not find it as special and as unique as i do would completely shatter the self image that i have these are very very destructive ideas but these ideas are currently dominating society thanks to all of these self love and self care narratives that are being peddled as the be all and end all solution to every mental health crisis but don't you think that every time we promote such ideas in the minds of little children in our own selves aren't we just feeding the ego making it bigger and more vicious and if you go a step further with that idea if i believe that i am special and i am unique i am going to need to have that validated with the world but somewhere in the corner of my mind i know that i exist in a competitive environment that has people more talented skilled than i am which therefore creates as i said perfectionism procrastination let me put off this work with other more code and code important work or let me labor over my work more so i can perfect it and labor over it i will till i've reached a place of comfort with the idea of getting judged and that moment if my ego continues to dominate will never come or if it does and i do share my work with the world if it gets rejected i will never do that particular kind of work again as we see happen all the time people fail and instead of learning from it they never try that thing again or they only share their work with people they know for a fact will validate the ideas they already have it is one of the biggest reasons why people read so many self help books but never change why because they are, they gravitate towards people towards books towards resources that confirm ideas that they already believe and by doing so they are doing the self in their mind they are doing the self transformation work but they are also keeping their ego safe and if your ego remains supreme and it remains in a safe little bubble directing all of your actions from that bubble you're never going to change there is going to be zero transformation in your life regardless of who you're spending your time with the books that you're reading 
or the resources that you're consuming nothing is going to happen nothing's going to change so considering all that perhaps we need to change the narrative and make it one where everyone starts out equal and then you earn the special and unique label through your work and ideas and imagination and creativity which is what we call the growth mindset which i would like to share as the first antidote to ego so growth mindset is the number one tool that helps you fight ego whenever ego tells you you'll fail this is too hard you've never done anything like this before you have to maintain a growth mindset and counter all of those arguments with one true fact which is that you can always learn and practice and put in your 10000 hours and once you've done that you can take on whatever challenge necessary to get to your goal if running a youtube channel is the dream but you've never recorded a video before start with shorts and go from there you can learn all the skills necessary that go with this work improve with practice and eventually you will realize your goal but if you let your ego convince you that this is too hard simply because you've never done it before well that goal is going to get further and further away from you and you'll be left living a life that's a pale shadow of the fantasy that you've been nurturing for so long so whatever you want out of life maintain a growth mindset and i'll share carol dweck's definition for growth mindset and it goes something like this in a growth mindset people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work brains and talent are just a starting point this view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishments now moving on to the next point another thing that has been really helpful for me is humility for the only true wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing that's a quote by socrates uh, socrates if you're not familiar with him he, he was a greek philosopher responsible for the socratic method he's also considered one of the founding fathers of western philosophy so Socrates found out that the oracle of Delphi had declared to his friend Chaerephon that no one was wiser than Socrates but Socrates aware of his own ignorance disagreed with this assessment and he disagreed with this assessment so completely that he set out to prove the oracle wrong he tried to find someone who knew something truly worthwhile someone who could share some insight into the mysteries of human life but as he was doing all of this work what he found was that all the people he spoke to may know a lot about their field of expertise but they knew very very little as little as he did about the mysteries of life but unlike socrates all of them pretended to have wisdom and knowledge that they did not and when socrates realized that he found out that he truly was the wisest man because as he said and i quote I am wiser than this man for neither of us appears to know anything great and good <laughs> but he fancies he knows something although he knows nothing whereas I as I do not know anything so I do not fancy I do so the only true wisdom in life comes from knowing that you know nothing this has been so immensely helpful for me i can now admit when i'm wrong I can consider everyone's perspective. I can ask for help when I'm struggling. I am more open-minded. I care less about perfection. I welcome criticism because I constantly, constantly tell myself that regardless of however much you study, learn, practice, there will always be so much that will remain a mystery. There will always be something more to learn. It's also why I am no longer embarrassed when I mess up, which happens a lot. <laughs> I always remind myself that it's very human to make mistakes. 
And if that embarrasses or humiliates you, then perhaps in some corner of your mind, you really consider yourself above the rest of humanity, which is insanely arrogant. And you need to check yourself. That's the conversation I have with myself whenever I feel like my ego is making things difficult for me. I force myself to stay humble and focused on learning, learning and learning. And I'm not saying that this is easy in any way, shape or form. Of course, it's not. But it it's becoming a little bit easier, a little bit easier with practice. And by constantly reminding myself to stay humble, stay humble, Krati, you know nothing. There is so much you will never know. Uh, I'm able to, you know, keep my ego in check, at least to a certain extent. So practice humility, it is a big, big world. And even the sharpest, smartest people in this world, the intellectual powerhouses of our world on a regular basis have goof ups. In fact, they more than the ordinary folks, because they're so scrutinized, get called out for their mistakes and get mocked for it. So there will never come a day when you will know everything. So why pretend an intelligence of lawlessness that none of us have or will ever achieve? It's a very heavy and a very unnecessary burden to carry. Also, stay curious. Curious people are frankly the most fun people to be around. And by staying curious, we maintain humility. We absorb a lot more wisdom, more learning and a lot more of life than we would with a closed mind. Than we do when we are always trying to prove just how much we already know. And also on a side note, people who do that, people who are constantly trying to prove how much they know, how smart they are, those people are very annoying. Please don't be that person. <laughs> now, uh, these three things work for me. Learning to identify the voice of your ego, running your choices through the assessment we discussed. Uh, does it move me forward in any way, shape or form? Is it about me or other people? Who do I become if I make this choice? And is it consistent with my value system? That is very helpful. Secondly, maintain a growth mindset. Stay curious and have a fuck ton of humility. All of that will help you immensely. Just cultivating awareness around ego will be a huge step forward in the right direction. I've been working on this for so long now. <laughs> and I think I've made some progress, uh, a little bit of progress. I don't know. But what I can say with, with some degree of confidence is that I'm making choices that are better for me and that are not really about the ego. I, I no longer make uh, decisions from that place and I think one of the reasons why I could do that was because it has made my life easier ego it's such a dominant part of society it's such a dominant part of all of our lives that we without even realizing we're constantly pandering to ego but I think the moment you stop doing that you stop constantly making choices that are, that are done to please your ego I think it's very liberating because what you'll realize if you go on this journey is that the decisions that take you away from your ego are actually easier to make. This has been my experience, but I, I would like to know what your experience is with it. So do share it. And lastly, all I'll say is please don't let ego dictate the amount of joy and creativity you have in life. Don't let it push you into picking goals that don't make you happy or giving up on relationships that do. We are a very, very tiny, very inconsequential part of a very large universe. And one day we will all be gone and forgotten along with all the quote unquote great work we think we are doing, uh, which is depressing, but also quite liberating. So take more risks, embarrass yourself a little bit more, fail more because that's the only sure way to learn. 
laugh at yourself, watch more funny dog videos and try to live life in a way that makes it easier for other people to be human and revel in the joy of it all. That more than anything else. And as you go on this journey, as I said, you are going to have your own unique experiences. Please do share them with the rest of us because I would love to know how ego is showing up for you and how you are constantly walking away from it and what that experience feels like. Because it has brought so much joy into my life. It has made things so much easier for me. It has made me healthier. It has helped me grow my business so much more than I would have had I been letting ego call the shots. So please do share your experience. Now, I will be back next week. Till then, take care of yourself, please. Bye. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit, or maybe you just like hanging out with me, or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know. So if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode.